is creative banter. Hey guys. This is Madeline. And Harley. And Heather. And we are three photographers hosting Creative Banter. We want to bring a voice to the obstacles and topics that small and creative business owners have while working towards success. Hey everyone, today we have Caitlin. She runs, okay, first of all, before I say this, is it Meraki Media Management? Okay, yeah. Meraki Media Management. It looks really cool written out too. Um, and today we're going to learn about like Instagram and creating good content for leads and acquiring clients, um, something that all of us business owners need to be learning. So we're really excited to have you on, Caitlin. Just give us a quick introduction to who you are and what you do. Yeah, thank you so much, ladies. I'm really excited to be here. Like, I can't wait to share these tips. Um, so again, my name is Caitlin. I'm the owner of Meraki Media Management. And I started my business after I took an IG account from 18,000 followers to 500,000 followers in under a month. So it was a great experience. We raised a lot of money for a nonprofit, um, gave back to a large community. So it was really exciting. And I just knew that I wanted to kind of step back and like start my own thing after that experience. So I went for it and it's going really well so far. I have trainings built out and I work with clients one-on-one. -on -one, so I'm really loving it. We're about a year in. So it's been a crazy year, obviously, but I'm really thankful to be here. So thank you so much. That is amazing that you have this natural knack. You ended up having like that success that fast, like to be able to do that, like you capitalize, you were like, Oh, I have this talent. Let's do this. Like, that's so cool. Yeah. And that you gave back in your community focus. Like I'm super into that. That's really cool. Yeah. Um, thank you. Yeah. We'll definitely talk more about that. Um, but first we have five questions for you. We ask every guest these questions. They're really fun. Um, so Harley, do you want to start with that? Sure. What is your favorite curse word? Oh, this is so good. Obviously, F-U-C-K. Nice. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, I don't know if I'm allowed to say it, but yes, top okay. <laughs> first word of all times. My first word was actually duck. So my mom obviously assumed that it was fuck. So that yeah. is hilarious. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Excellent. We're from outside of Philly, so cursing is like second nature here. Yes, that's perfect. Oh my gosh, I love that. All right, what is the first thing you do when you wake up in the morning? Oh, this is a really good question. And this is bad, but like honestly, mine is always look at my phone because I'm constantly working. But if it's the weekends, then it's normally taking my new puppy outside. So that's way more fun than looking at my phone. Oh, what kind of puppy you have? She's a mix. We rescued her about three weeks ago and she is like so fun. She's oh like my the life of our lives. That's amazing. Madeline yeah, and I both you. love animals like so much. So we're both, you were like, puppy. A dog? Animal? <laughs> I would bring her up here, but I think she's sleeping right now. Hopefully. Yeah. She yeah. never sleeps. You can, <laughs> you can send us pictures later. Yeah. Yes, definitely. I'll text you guys them through Skype. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. If you weren't doing what you do now, then what would you be doing? Oh, this is a good one. I, I'm not really sure, honestly, like I was never an Instagram influencer, but I knew that I wanted to be like a part of social media somehow. So I got, I really did luck out with this whole experience, um, which kind of gave me this jump start. But I think if I was to step back from social media totally and become like 
a recluse and like just totally become a mountain woman or something, I would like love to fish all the time. Like fishing is something that I do do with my dad when I was growing up and oh I just think God. it's really fun. So that might be my main thing if That's it wasn't cool. social media. That's so different. Were, yeah. Uh, Caitlin, were you like on MySpace when it was a thing? I was like a little bit late to the game. Like I was more in the Facebook side of things. Um, okay. But yeah. Whenever people talk, like talk about influence, like influencer and influencer marketing, I always am curious. I'm like, were you on MySpace? <laughs> there when it started. It, 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 yeah, it was nuts. And I had a friend I can... who was like pretty successful at it. And she had, she made lots of money doing that. That's cool. Yeah. I can only imagine, like, back then, because it was so new and, like, yeah. up and coming, yeah. too. Yeah. Um, so how do you take your coffee? Oh, this is good. I love my coffee black. I'm, like, black coffee all the way. But Ooh. if it's, like, my Dunkin' iced coffee, I always get, like, a flavor in it because you got to shake it up sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> love it. Dunkin' coffee's strong. Yeah. I don't yeah. think I've ever had their coffee. The coffee in it up like by Philly and like New Jersey, New York, like it makes our coffee look weak. I start shaking after one cup of coffee up there. Those yeah. coffee's on steroids. I remember <laughs> when I went to New York when I was younger, like even the Starbucks's coffee is a lot stronger. Yes. I, I very distinctly remember that. Cause I remember going to like a Starbucks in Reno and being like, oh, I like hazelnut lattes or <laughs> whatever. And I went there and I got one and I'm like, what the fuck is this? Yeah, you feel like you did drugs. Yeah. It fits the personality up there. Everyone's just like strong coffee, strong words, strong personality. Let's go. And I'm just like, oh. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's a lot up here. We're I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's one of my favorite places. <laughs> need to make a choice. Yeah. Um, so who or what inspired you before you started doing what you're doing? Okay, this is a great question. So my grandfather was an entrepreneur as well, and my parents aren't entrepreneurs, and my dad isn't wasn't as well. Um, so my mom just kind of does, you know, her own thing. She's a medical esthetician, but my grandfather was a real estate investor and started his real estate business, I think when he was like around 30 years old. So made a lot of money that way, invested in a lot of real estate out here in the Philly area. And it just kind of like made me realize if he can do it and he made it happen then, like I can do this, I can make it happen now. Um, and before he passed away, he really did like push me to go for it. So it was really fun to see him like with me when I opened up my LLC. Um, so yeah, definitely Aww. a huge inspiration. That gave me goosebumps. I love that. Me too. I'm like sitting over here and I'm like, I love grandpa. Oh my God, Aww. that's so great. That's wonderful. Thanks. I love that so much. Was that all the questions? No, that's all the questions. But okay. before we jump into um, what we're talking about today, can you give a little bit more of like an in-depth background of like how you started your business and all of that? Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, so when I first went to school, I was studying public relations and I have a minor in writing rhetoric and technical communication. So it kind of helps like with the social background. Um, so I went to James Madison in Virginia and then I moved back home to right outside of Philly 
And I started working for this local nonprofit. And the reason why I did that was because I always wanted to work for a nonprofit, but I wasn't sure like when it would happen. And plus, obviously, when we all graduate school, we're like, what are we going to do with our lives? We have no idea yeah. what's happening. Um, so they reached out to me. I actually approached them and had a conversation. They ended up hiring me and they offer direct benefits to cancer patients here in the greater Philly area. We have like a lot of cancer um, hospitals here, some of the best in the world. And it was so amazing. My dad actually passed away and he had lung cancer. So I really wanted to give back to like the cancer community and do my part. So when I took on the role, I had no idea they would be launching me into this new campaign. It was the first year of the campaign. They had the bones and the idea, but they kind of wanted me to run with it. Um, so obviously I headed to Instagram because that's what we all did in college too, especially with PR and campaigns. Um, so I launched an Instagram giveaway. We had about three months of preparation time. So I did a lot of outreach and a lot of connecting with like industry leaders of the fundraisers that they were looking for. And that was really, I think, what pushed the giveaway to go so well. And when we first launched it, it was like a Thursday or a Wednesday. I put it out there. My coworkers were really just kind of hands off because we were a small team. I launched the giveaway. I wake up on Thursday morning and we have over a thousand messages in the DMs. So many follows. Like it was crazy. Question. I, I was nuts. I screenshotted it and sent it to my boyfriend and I was like, I feel like I'm dreaming. I don't know how to handle this. I literally drew up the giveaway right up, like right before I put it out, like thinking that it wasn't going to go anywhere. We all of a sudden over the next four weeks were reaching people in Ireland, Scotland. They had us on the phone wanting to donate to our nonprofit oh, in the greater my. Philly area. It was incredible to see all of these like literally NHL athletes like from the Flyers were participating in the giveaway, helping us spread word about the nonprofit. And because of what they do, it was like so powerful and just so great to see how many people really care about others too. Well, um, in your initial stages, you mentioned like reaching out to other organizations in your area. Did you get a lot of support right away? No. So that's like the most interesting part. Like we were doing this outreach for three months. Half of the time we would get no response. I mean, they're college kids, you know, they get like a DM. They're like, okay, whatever. I'm not reading this on to the next thing. Um, so it was so odd that we didn't have that much, you know, traction locally, but I think the real, the real key, which for anyone looking to launch a giveaway, you have to connect with those industry leaders of your audience. So for example, like with that campaign, we were working with women's little cross players. So that's a really niche audience. So I could get in front of these pro um, women's lacrosse players and they were helping us promote and they have, you know, 10,000 followers on top of the 18,000 we had. So it just helped like optimize the campaign. But the way that it spread so rapidly was because it was on Instagram stories. So that's how it really catches like really quickly. And that's how you can keep things going too through nomination. So we based it off of like the ice bucket challenge, basically. I put it on Instagram stories. Yeah. 
Man, yeah, so that's cool. kind of like the quick synopsis. But then after we launched the giveaway, I was doing so well, we raised all this money. I was like, okay, I need to figure out what I want to do with my life. And we traveled Europe for about three weeks. My boyfriend and I, he quit his job. I quit my job. We were like just going for it. Um, and then I came back and started my business. I had a couple of clients waiting. It was amazing. That's really cool. Most people don't That's wild. take action like that. Like a lot of people are more fear-based or they want to like dabble. But like you were like, no, nah, we're going all in. I'm quitting. I'm going to travel. I'm going to do what I like because I figured out this is something I love and I'm good at it. I yeah. love it so much yeah that's amazing oh, yeah, thank you thank you guys so much yeah. no it was really fun like such a great experience and I feel like when you're starting a business which you guys know mm-hmm. it's really hard so I was like I need to go bust loose like do everything that I want to do before I have to really like sit down and do this but now I'm realizing through so many other tactics like we can really create a life that we love owning our own business so yeah. that's not going to stop now you know which is yeah really cool too like the beginning grind, it does take up all your like resources, but then once you get everything going, then you find that balance and that freedom again. Yes, yes. You just so gotta right. keep your head down in the beginning. So exactly. That's so cool. Okay, so what would be like? I mean, I'm sure it's written on your website. I read some cool mission statements for the audience listening. Like, what is a mission statement that you stand by with your business? Yeah, absolutely. So I like to say my main goal is to help as many business owners connect with their ideal client through Instagram. So it's not just about, you know, the 500,000 followers that we got. Those followers were actually real athletes that helped fundraise for the nonprofit so they could convert those followers to active fundraisers. Mm -hmm. And that's what I was seeing the disconnect in a lot of other social trainings. It was just about getting the followers. And it wasn't about the person that has the funds or has the money or even cares about what they're selling. Um, So that's kind of where I saw the, the gap in the market and where I wanted to kind of pinpoint my marketing. I love that because Instagram followers, like there's benefits to having a lot of followers, but it's not like everything. Like to me, it's like, okay, you go to a party or like a, like say you go to a networking event of 20 people, but 75% of those people are going to benefit you. And that is so important. But then you go to another networking event and there's a million people and maybe two people there you connect with. It's not about quantity. It's about quality of your network and your connections and also what you pitch like how you pitch um, yeah. if you're gonna, like you know if you want someone to scratch your back then like how are you gonna give them value to so I definitely want to get more into that because yeah I'll say, I, got her elevator pitch nailed because she reached out <laughs> on our social media and was like and asked like she was like I would love to like help you guys and talk to your follower your listeners and I was like okay, let's get on a call. And then within like the first five minutes of the phone call, I was like sold. She's, she's going to be a guest. I want her to come on. I want her I to love that. <laughs> Photographers need like anyone needs to hear this, but like for me as a photographer and I'm surrounded by photographers, they need to hear what you're teaching because we look to other photographers that inspire us on Instagram. Mm-hmm. And most of the time they have a kajillion followers and we're not thinking business minded. We're thinking, um, I mean, it really is kind of in an e- in your ego thing, but we're, we get to the point where we're too focused on how good a photo looks. And then 
we put the value on what we think about that photo based on the followers and likes that it attracts. And that's not how it works. But as artists, we're thinking, okay, if I put this out here and I get more followers and I get more likes and that's where my value is, that's not true. So like we are too, we are too focused on that like popularity contest and it's not helping our business. And we need to be more business focused in order to support our art and not put the value in other people's opinions. Yes, I love that. That's so true. I literally tell people all the time, I'm like the biggest person to say, you know, like Instagram cleanse, like get rid of those followers, get rid of those people that are not your clients, that aren't lifting you up and driving you to reach out to more people. So if we follow, you know, only business coaches or like only social media people, then we're not engaging with the right people. Anyways, we should really be engaging with our client on Instagram and not always that influencer, you know, or whatever it might be for social media or whatever industry you're in. So yeah, I totally agree. Do you also focus on other media platforms, um, but just not as the sole one? Like Instagram is not only a portfolio, but it's great networking um, and there's hashtags. It's been around for a while. But do you also look at like YouTube and blogs and TikTok and Pinterest and stuff? Yeah. So that's a great question. So with my training, for example, I tell people it really is like an evergreen course because it's all based around messaging much how I messaged you guys and it's all based around like networking through the platform that's not just a cold icy message that feels like icky to people and salesy like an actual conversation where people feel like they're being heard and they want to take time to answer back um so it's really is an evergreen training for all marketing across social platforms, even if it's, you know, not just a direct messaging platform. So it's not just like Facebook or Instagram and it's like Pinterest. Yeah. You can still apply it because your rhetoric and the way that you're talking to your client is going to be generally the same on every platform because it's cool. your ideal client. Yeah. That's awesome. And then, so something that I see a lot of times I do get DMs from people all the time and really what it, it does seem salesy. It seems like a copy and paste. And then it seems that like what they want is to take, they they want something I can give them, but they're not, they're saying I can do this for you, but really it's a lie. Like, and I can see that I'm like, you really just want to take from me and not give back. So I definitely want to get into like how you, if you're not going to be on someone's Instagram for a month, building a relationship instead, you're going to look at their Instagram and be like, Oh, I like them. And you immediately want to talk to them without having that relationship built. How do you approach someone and pitch to them a way to either work with them like partnership or to be their be their like service provider like their photographer yeah how, how do you word that yeah so it all starts from free value so like when I'm messaging with potential clients I'll send them hey and it always has to be specific around their emotions so okay. for what's happening right now in the world you have to kind of like branch off of that I actually have this written out in one of our trainings I like break down a message so this is like a message that I would say hey Naomi my name's Caitlin I'm the owner of Meraki Media Management and then you have to acknowledge what's going on in their lives I know things are crazy right now so like we're not all normal, you know, like I'm not just skating over that fact. Yep. Um, but since we have a lot of free time on our hands over the next couple of weeks, I wanted to reach out. So it's like acknowledging what's happening, but also explaining why I'm approaching them now and why it's timely. 
And then you want to be specific to your target audience. So I'll say like, I recently have been helping out a lot of Arbonne consultants, moms, business owners, like something that they identify closely with and pinpointing that. And then you include your call to action. I was wondering if you had any interest in hopping on a phone call, like really, really nonchalant, conversational. They can answer if they want. We're not following them first. We're just extending the conversation. Um, and then most of the time, like we won't get messages back, but we'll get follows. And that's even better because then they're seeing your content. They're in there reading it. And then when they do have a question, you're the first person that they approach. So all the time in my DMs, I'm constantly writing to people. I offer free coaching. I have tons of free tips on my IGTVs. Go check me out. See that I'm credible. And then they end up signing up like come two to three months later. So it is like a long game, but it's so worth it because yeah. it's warming so many leads at once that you could never do on any other platform. Absolutely. Long game is important. I think, especially for new business owners, they go for the short game. They want quick sales because suddenly they're like, okay, money is means that I'm doing the right thing. And then they shoot with that client and it's over. They didn't yeah. build a relationship. They didn't um, plant the seed in other people's minds and you're not building like a brand. Um, yeah. So that's really important. A lot of time I get DMs. It's like, I have something that I think you'd benefit greatly from. Um, can we exchange content or connection or something like they mm -hmm. want my phone number? And I'm like, for what? Like you're what you want to take my time, but you have not, you're literally not giving me information. So I, I like that you're giving them like the information you're being upfront. Um, like as a photographer, if I wanted to work with seniors, I could say, Hey, like I offer free consulting on your outfits, even if you don't book, because then it allows us to build that relationship and see if we should work together. I want to work with a brand, like a, I just did a, a fashion shoot for a clothing, a local clothing brand. And so it like, really, I saw your so story. Fun. I was like, dude, so cool. So wait, fun. I can't wait to check that out. I'm going to go on your IG. I, I haven't know. edited them yet. Okay, cool. Yeah, but they're going to be amazing. Like I am super stoked. But like if I wanted to do that again, I could say like, hey, we can take the time to build a mood board together and I can show you my past work. Um, hop on a call and then you can decide if you want to book you're giving them the power and the value and then like giving them content that allows them to trust you and see your vision to make sure that like you're not just like gonna try to be a business transaction for them yes like so many people are so stuck on the one sale that yeah. they're not even able to make the relationship before that because they're so like money, money, money. And that's coming from an icky place anyways. Yeah. Everybody knows. You know? People sense that. They know. Yeah. Like, their sense comes through and they know. And also like not all leads that don't like you have the lead and then you have the conversion. If they don't convert, that doesn't mean that it's a failed lead. They might yeah. come back to you or refer you to other people. Yeah. Like, can we talk about that real quick about like the process? So it starts with the lead and then it's it, what is it, acquisition conversion. Can you just go through that real quick? Yeah, absolutely. So like a lead for us, for example, like I'll kind of use our structure and like how I would take that flow. Um, so like a lead for me, I send this message, for example, yesterday, I get them on the phone. I explain my background. So then they're moved to the acquisition. Um, I explain my background. We build this relationship. Now that young lady ended up signing up with me right away. 
but that's my lowest package. So she's still in the acquisition phase because then when we have our first one-on-one, then I can upsell her to, let's say, my next training or my next Facebook group, um, my residual income or whatever it might be. Um, So there's so many ways you can have your lead flow set up. But I think the most important thing about IG is getting people on the phone because the second that you have somebody on the phone, if you are good at sales, you can push them through your funnel, you know? I love that. Yeah. So it's like building out your packages so that you can build upon your packages too, especially as a photographer. Yes. That's so great. Yeah. Upsell is everything. You don't want to cap yourself and limit yourself. And that is something that I have learned. I have realized that I want to change my business model because I end up being uninspired and burnt out when I cap myself and I can't give. And the thing is like, Upselling is not cheating someone. You're giving them the option to add more value. They do not have to. Mm-hmm. Like I just did a few mini sessions a few weeks ago and they were only $200 cash, 20 minutes, 15 photos. But what I said is you have the option to choose your 15 because I don't want to do that for you because I might like photos you don't like. You get to view the whole gallery, choose your 15. If you want to buy the whole gallery, it's another 100. And then if you want me to print for you because I do everything for you and you don't have to worry about mistakes or the time or figuring out how to print, then I can do that for you too. I can end up walking away from a shoot, a mini shoot that started at $200 making a thousand. Wow. Which is... Yeah, which is like with print sales and everything. And so the point is you want to set yourself up to build that relationship and give them the opportunity to purchase value from your expertise. Like I think a lot of people get scared because they don't trust themselves in sales and they don't think that they have value to give. So they cap themselves off after the acquisition. Yeah, I totally agree. Like even with people that I know personally, it's like they have so much value, but you almost have to put yourself in the brain sense of like, I'm that person that I'm listening to on the podcast or whatever it might be like your idol. You have to think about how they would approach that sales call and like how they would think about themselves as the industry leader and then start talking like that. Because until you make that mindset shift, like, people just won't trust you. And why should they, you know, if you don't trust yourself, then why should they trust you? Um, so yeah, I think the confidence too, on the sales call, like really, really helps. And that comes with speaking, like book a podcast, talk to people and you'll realize you have a lot more value than you think, you know? Yeah. Do you, um, also do like a lot of Instagram lives or encourage your clients to do Instagram lives? So I'm actually not a big live person, which is funny, but I do, I really push IGTV because, oh yeah, yeah, like that's such an up and coming thing. It's not as saturated as Instagram. Um, And I do an IGTV once a week and that's what I tell my clients to do as well. Yes, it's time consuming, but if it's like a little quick video where you're sharing some great tips and it takes you 10 minutes to edit it the whole week, it's totally worth it, you know, because now my IG is a hub for all yes. of my free content and it's almost like a portfolio where I can send people even at a networking event or whatever it might be it doesn't even have to be through Instagram absolutely now that I know like who you are if I ever have questions I'm gonna be like you know what I'm gonna go to her IGTV and see if she has an answer for the question I have right now mm-hmm. I'm gonna scroll through it and then I'm gonna be like next time I have another question I'm gonna go to you 
Mm-hmm. Because I see that you put the content out there and that you're helping and that I I remember you. And I don't want to do the work to look for someone else and like rebuild that relationship. Yes. Yeah. And like coming from that point of service, like I always say, say to my clients in my trainings, you have to treat IG as a form of like customer service platform. Like you're there to serve them through this platform. They're coming here for free value. They're not paying you anything yet. And if you want them to convert, you have to be willing to give them the time. Now you can't waste time and talk to people for like a week and a half and not convert to a sale or a phone call. Um, But you do want to take the time to answer their questions. Maybe even like the new voice messengers are my favorite now because there's so much less time and it really helps you communicate with people and they feel like they, they can trust you more from like hearing your voice, you know? Absolutely. Um, what, so one of our um, questions and concerns as photographers, and this isn't just for photographers, but it's definitely a thing. Like the thing about being a photographer and the thing about social media is it allows everyone to do whatever they want, which is so beautiful. I love it. I love that everyone, like what you did 20 years ago, like yeah, it would not look the same. So it gives everyone an opportunity, but because of that, there's no like certificate. There's no process. Everyone can go do it. So like everyone can be a photographer, which is also awesome because it's a beautiful art. I think it's healthy like to practice art, but it's a very saturated market. And every photographer is in a different stage of their business. They have different things to offer. Um, And we're all learning. Like the photographer me five years ago would have not been um, creating as many leads and acquisitions and conversions because I just had so much to learn still. So now I can set myself apart from photographers in that stage. But how do you show that on your Instagram? How do you stand out in a saturated market and show what you have to offer um, so that when people go to your Instagram, they already have that, like even if it's intuition, that you have something different than everybody else? Yeah. So literally I had this written down. Video is key for everybody, like even photographers. And I think because you both have this knowledge and like you all have this knowledge, even people listening have knowledge. Like when you're looking at a photographer photo or a set stage, you know the lighting, you know where to set the person up. And those are great, valuable tips that those entrepreneurs, people that you might work with, you know, influencers, whatever it might be, they can utilize that at home when they're taking their selfie, when they're Mm. doing their IGTV, like lighting tips, any type of location or shadow effect, like any tip that you can give people to do at home will just help your credibility build. And then they know, oh, well, I tried to do that at home. It looked like crap. Now I'm going to call her to try and do it for me. Or I have this great event coming up and I really need some photos. Um, So when you're able to give like the at home tips, especially during quarantine, it Mm. really helps. So now that we're coming out of it, I think that a lot of people are going to move back towards like trying to do some things themselves. And the more, you know, rapport and credibility we can offer up front is what really helps people understand that you know what you're doing. You're standing out from the crowd in that saturated market because you are giving them valuable tips on top of the photos. Um, Mm. And that's what I think is the key to Instagram is just offering complete value all the time. I like that. I can see that as a 
putting myself in the shoes of a client, I would be like, oh, they know what they're doing. They're willing to share it. I like that. Or even if it's not about like how to photograph yourself or if it's tips like that, like even if they had, I need to do this. Now I'm thinking, I'm like, wow. Um, There could be like an Instagram highlight being like my booking process so that you can go to it and you don't even have to get that information. And you can just be like, oh, she sets up phone calls and a FaceTime. I'm going to DM her right now. I'm going to do FaceTime in an hour. Right. Like you give them a call to action. You give them the background that they don't have to acquire themselves. Right. And that's the best part like about the tips. So as you're giving them this, this lighting is better than this lighting. Then you say, I have all of these great tools that help us solidify and get past all of these issues within minutes. When you come to my stage, everything's already set up. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to lift a finger. So all this back end, you don't have to care about. And then people are like, oh, duh, it's a hundred dollars. It's a free call. Why wouldn't I at least sign up for the call? You know? Um, so that's kind of where it comes in is your sales pitch is at the end of that tip, but it has them that. hanging on for the tip, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's kind of like, like literally producing a TV show or something. Yeah. <laughs> you know, keep them on for the next episode. I like yeah. that. Uh, do you have any questions, Harley? Uh, no, I think you asked the couple of questions that I had to. <laughs> we're like on the same wavelength. Yeah, we talked about it beforehand and we're like, okay, what do we want to talk about? And we both kind of like came up with the same two or three questions. <laughs> so something that I found that helps um, like doing the whole like, this is me standing out. This is my creative eye. This is what I can do with this situation. I've been um, making TikToks. Mm-hmm. and it shows the background like it shows me shooting and like you could be looking at the scene and be like so what is she gonna make with that scene and then it shows the photo and they're like you can do that with that like wow. that's so easy like I can like people see beautiful photos of beautiful people and they're like I could never I could never be in that that photo or look like that it, that takes a lot of work I'm like no honestly we were just standing on a sidewalk the right light and the right angle and boom we've got the most beautiful photo of you And so, like, it gives them that awareness, that, like, visibility that, like, it doesn't take, like, that much work. It just takes my expertise and my talent that I have honed in on on years. Right. Um, And it shows you my creative eye. And it shows you, like, me shooting so you can see how I give direction and how I encourage you and how I, like, move around. So, it, it really builds that, like, you're putting the customer in the shoes of that person that they're viewing. And then they already feel like they could be in that shoot with you. Yeah. And then I take those TikToks and I put it on IGTV as well. So like you can see it on like cross platform, which is really good. That's such a good idea because people don't want to work with anyone online unless they know how it's going to be when they're working with them. Like they, and if they've had a bad experience in the past, which as we all get older, we most of the time have had that. So it's really hard to debunk those limiting beliefs. But Mm -hmm. as you show them like all of these ways, then they're like, oh, this is great. This fits seamlessly into how I would want a photo shoot. And I'm totally going to sign up. You know, like, yes, I love that you're doing that because it really helps the client virtually understand things, too. And just alleviates it kind of like bypasses all the questions. Yeah. You guys get all the time, too. Yes. It saves you time in the long run. It does. And it's fun content. Like, I get to sit around for three hours and make fun TikToks, like with my work. Like, what a cool job. Um, And something else I do when I'm talking to clients is like, 
when I say let's set up a FaceTime before they've booked, they've just done the consulting or the inquiry. And we're like, let's do a consulting session. I will tell you how I run my shoots. That's the one that's, that is the line. So photographers listening, that is the line that snags people. That's when they say, mm-hmm. yes, I want to FaceTime with you. When I say I will break down how I run shoots, I give them the workflow in the process and I write it out in an email. And then I make them an itinerary on the day of the shoot. And I tell them, you need to bring a water, you need to bring a snack, you need to bring a pair of sandals to wear in between your high heels because we're walking. You need to bring touch-up makeup. I prepare them so much that they already feel like they they feel so secure in the process at that point. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so you are uh, more business to business with your media management, but do you, so I want to kind of go how you do business to consumer and business to business. So I'm sure you do work for um, consumers that like you personally want to do, but you probably also get a lot of business people coming to you so that you can help them help consumers. What, what are your two favorite types of consumers on either business to consumer and business to business? Like what's your bread and butter? Yeah, this is great. So I love like B2B. I love working with network marketers. Like I love working with them. (laughs) I just find them very endearing. And like, I specifically like, I don't know if you guys use this hair product, but it's like Monon or Monet. I love working. Oh, I've heard of it. Yeah. In that. Yeah. So they, they just have a really cool look and it's like a younger company. So I absolutely love working with them. And also on the B2B side, I work with a lot of beauty professionals. So Mm. it kind of like fits into what I do. But on the B2C side, like I love just talking to consumers. Like I love market research. I've always been really into research. And I think there's so much to be said about actually just DMing with a couple potential clients and asking them, like, what are your concerns? What do you want to see from our brand? Um, What are you looking for? What are you struggling with? And then you're able to optimize based off of their answers. So when I was first selling my course, like, it was more B2C just because I was networking. And it was like, I was working with network marketers and a lot of them do have a very side of consumer and a less side of business to themselves. And that's fine. Um, That's very normal. A lot of the times it's a side hustle or something anyways. Um, But it was very hard for me to create a package until I did market research. And then once I came back with it, it was selling like hotcakes because everybody knew how I was speaking about it. And the market research is just so key. So anytime you're talking to any type of consumer, um, I would just ask them as many questions as possible about their emotions, how they're feeling, what they want to see from someone like us. Um, and then that just really helps you with your marketing side of things. So a consumer that's willing to talk to you and be open about how they're feeling, you know, I need to do that. Like I, I feel like it's so much easier for me to reach out to businesses and talk to business owners, but I haven't reached out to like consumers. I I could even reach out to past clients and be like, what was it that you didn't like? What was it you liked? Um, it's so important to do that. I actually was just on the phone with a marketer. Um, he helps photographers like last week. And he was just asking me like, what are your pains? Like what, if you had a magic wand, what would you do right now instead of putting the work into it? Like what is something that you procrastinated on you want to achieve? So he could get a better idea as a photographer, like what I struggle with so that he can solve my problems. So like as a photographer, we can solve our clients problems by asking them like, 
have you had a bad photographer? A lot of the time, a lot of the time, clients who come to me are like, I had hired someone or I've worked with another photographer and they barely communicated with me. Wow. And I felt like I had to like pull teeth to get them to talk, to plan things. I didn't really know what was going on. And so just hearing that is why I'm so communicative. I learned from that. So like understanding your pains and your problems of your clients is so important. It really is. It's like key to when you're talking to that client too. So like when you meet that same type of person, you almost put together like, oh, this is going to be like that client that I had a year ago or three months ago. And they went through this issue with this past photographer. So I really need to break down my workflow for them. And I need to be really on top of communication. It just helps you understand your client more and how to approach the job better too. Um, Yeah. Which I love. Like I love being so on top of that because then when it's, and down to it like I'm not nervous either it's just happening you know everyone's so confident exactly Mm -hmm. yeah I love that I love your um your desire for like human connection like you have this like empathetic side of you that allows you to understand putting yourself in other people's shoes that's why you're so good at what you do and I just I absolutely love that because People think that like business and like marketing is all analytics and it's logical. It's not though. It's human. It's very much understanding like the human experience and how humans react and their fears and their desires. Like you have to break it down to the most simplistic things. Yeah. Once, once we can do that, we become better at like better business owners really. Yeah. No, thank you so much for saying that. I always say to my mom, I'm like, I feel like we're so like my family's just kind of like that. We're just like very empathetic. Like we feel things. Yeah. Um, but even when I'm talking to clients, they're like, I don't know how to say that or I don't know how to phrase that. Um, so when we work together, it's like we write out things that they can go back and look at in their notes because mm. it's challenging to know what to say, you know, and it's yeah. a challenging world out there. Like sometimes we do say the wrong thing and yeah. that's OK. We just have to be able to apologize and move past it. You know, it's not the end of the world either. But I think it's so true, like being knowledgeable about what your clients are feeling will just help you sell so much faster. Like it's so much easier to sell when you know that client that you're getting on the phone with, you know, their struggles already and you're just there to solve all of their problems. You know, that's so beautiful. What's, um, what's a growing pain that you've had with your business? Like, cause you, you said, Y'all just started it and you've been doing it for a year now. So there's probably been a lot of growth, a lot of change. And now you've probably got a bigger vision of what you want to do, what you can do. And some of your goals have probably transformed and stuff. What is something that you've like learned along the process that is, was difficult, but has helped you? Yeah. So this is a really good question. I feel like I have a couple things, but I feel like one really important one um, is working with people that you actually like working with. Mm. Like don't just settle, especially if they're going to be a long-term client. Like I've had clients in the past that I care about deeply, but we don't work well together, you know, like, and I knew that going into the job and I do wish at times I maybe would have put my feelings and like myself first because then the business may have gone in a direction or whatever, but it wasn't meant to be. Um, But just being knowledgeable about the people that you might want to 
hold back from too. Like don't just take every job either, you know, because that can also sometimes be a bad situation, especially if you're a photographer, like people are tough and they have yes. high expectations sometimes. Yes. Um, and that was another learning curve with that client, like being very honest about how long it's going to take and reiterating yes. it from like every time you meet because people will take one conversation, they'll forget things, they might not be taking notes. Um, so you just want to be really clear with how long it takes, always have a contract um, and just know like your ideal client is out there and it's okay to wait for them. It's totally normal. Yes. You know, if you That's can. Been, that's been like a learning experience. I think we've talked about it before on the podcast, like uh, rejecting client that sounds so bad but like rejecting clients yeah. who like you wouldn't work well with or who like whose expectations don't align with what you're doing yes and that's there's a photographer it. for them right yeah. and you're both better off not working together you're and serving is, each other that's a hard lesson to learn yeah because we do learn it the, the the wrong way usually and then you yeah. learn <laughs> or like we'll be told like, you don't have to take every client but then like we'll do it anyways and then we learn the hard way that like there's just some people you can't you can't work with there's like somebody else that'd be better for them to work with yeah yes. I think as a photographer the hardest thing is being like in the end they're going to view themselves the way they view themselves you can do the best by them and give them the most beautiful artwork but if they don't like themselves in photos they're not going to like the photos and they're going to tell you which is okay, but we have to move past our ego and be like, okay, is there anything I can do for you after that? And if they say no, then just move on. If they, if there's something you can do to help them, then ask them what it is. And I think as a marketer, one of the hardest things is it's a lot of information. It's a lot of routine and structure that you have to teach people. And it's hard to teach people that because a lot of people have their own hangups in their internal self that prevent them from going and like being routine with new things. Creating new habits is hard. Plus, it takes at least three to six months to see results for marketing. And people want fast results and they don't trust you if they're not getting it within a week. And I think that's so hard as a marketer to be like, yes, you have to sit down with me and you have to take the time to listen and learn and see results. It's the yeah. same thing with like, you know, weight loss. People give up within a month because they didn't see the results they wanted and they get down on themselves and then they give up on it. So like you're hoping that your client has the value for themselves that you see in them as a photographer or a marketer that people yeah. do pick up easily. Yeah, that's so true. And like, you're so right. It's the value. They have to have the confidence. Like you can't make, because especially as a photographer, you guys sometimes are taking photos of business owners or of, you know, food of chefs yeah. or like whatever it might be. Right. Yeah. And it's like, if the confidence isn't there, then we can't make a mountain out of a molehill, you know, yes. we can't just change everything. Um, yes. So yeah, I totally agree. And having a structure, in place to weed out those clients yep. before they even get to you. So like whether it be pricing or whether it be being upfront about how long it's going to take or whatever it might be, um, your pet peeve of working with people, definitely have that as like a screen or, you know, a quiz before they get put into your lead funnels. Smart. Yeah. Basically, like you're qualifying your client. Like you're making sure that like, 
you're on the same page and you want the same core values and the same expectations that you're not going to have, you're both not going to have headaches down the road. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I think, go ahead. The, Sorry. Like, I think the part of that, that like, um, I know at least I struggle with, I know we've talked about it before, Madeline, uh, as a photographer is like someone doesn't like the way that they look. And so they think they'll automatically blame you for that. Yeah. But it's not about the artwork you're producing. Like, uh, I can do a shoot and, like, objectively, the lighting is beautiful. The colors are pretty. I'll have other photographers be like, no, that's, like, that's gorgeous work. And, like, other and like friends be like, that's gorgeous work. It's just the client doesn't feel like they look good because they don't think they look good. That has nothing yeah. to do with the work that I've done. Yeah. yeah. And, and you weeding, just spend all that time doing Yeah, that. and weeding those clients out is hard because you don't want to say no to somebody who doesn't have self-confidence. Cause that's our job is to be like, I'm going to make yeah. you feel so yeah. confident in me and you're going to love your photos. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't happen. And that's, and it's sad because I feel like I didn't do my job. Yeah. That's almost unfair though. You know, like it really, I guess it is really hard as a photographer because you want to take on as many clients as possible too. Like it's like everybody else, like every time we yeah. have a call, we're like, yes, you know, yeah. like, let's be honest. Um, so it is really hard. Like, how do you say no? Um, and how do you have that like uncomfy conversation with people? Like, are you really confident in yourself? Um, I would say one way, like even when I'm doing outreach on IG, when I'm messaging people, like when I reach out to you guys, I could tell that we had like very similar views. We talk the same way. Like we have the same branding, like we would get each other. Yes. So when I'm on, like I give a quick scan and I'm like, okay, it's this person, you know, a little bit confident, a little bit of this, a little bit fun, a little sassy. Okay, cool. I'm going to reach out. So cool. like, I have these like specific things that I kind of look for in their branding. And that may help you guys too, just as you're doing outreach or something, even through IG, just looking for those people because you yeah. know that they're going to be your people anyways, you know, and then you don't have to deal with all the others that may come in through Google ads or whatever else. Yeah, <laughs> You can just tell them that you're too busy. You're too booked. The books are full, you know? Um, okay. Go ahead. Okay. I was gonna say, I like when I get inquiries, I, I don't want to say I social media stalk them because that's creepy, mm -hmm. but I for sure look at like what they've put out there because I want to know before I even pick up the phone to like call this person or before I even respond to their email, is this somebody that I could actually work with and like God bless social media because <laughs> you can tell so much about a person by like what they choose, like to post and how they choose to talk about themselves and yep. that's how you, that's, yes. <laughs> yes. Do you, what is something that you do to stand out on besides IGTV and giving content? Like do you use specific colors or quotes or self portraits? Uh, what's something that you put on your Instagram kind of like consistently, like maybe every five to 10 photos that makes you stand out and show like who you are. Yeah. So I really try to post a lot of photos of me. Like I know that that sounds like a little bit weird. That's good <laughs> I though. Try, yeah. I try to like really morph myself into my brand. So like at times when I'm like asked to speak at like whatever, you know, some like small networking event, um, people will be like, oh, this is Meraki. And I'm like, 
whatever, you know, call me Caitlin or call me Rocky. As long as I'm a part of the brand, I really don't care. You know, it's kind of cool. So I try to like really invest myself into my brand. So it's not just like, you know, me organizing my photos or like social media trainings or whatever it might be. Um, I'm really big on the photos of me because they get good engagement. People associate my face with my brand too. So it just helps them to see me. And then most of the time they read the captions more. So yeah. if the value's there, you know, then they're, con- um, then they're converting. It's that human connection. Yeah. yeah. How did you come up with the name for your business? Because it's not your first name or your last name. Yeah, no, it's not. It's actually a Greek word. So my friend, Nicole, is also an entrepreneur. She's like a real estate house flipper. And she, of course, I'm like, what are we going to name my business? Like, so I'm like frantically getting my LLC. Um, and she was like, what about this cool word, Meraki? Like, it means put your heart and soul into your work. It's a Greek oh, word. Okay. It seems so much like you. And I was like, it's perfect. So that's what we chose. Um, but that. yeah, I love it. It's it's like a, such a cool word. I'm actually seeing a lot of businesses use it now, but I kind of like that more people are talking about it because yeah. it's like a powerful word. Um, yeah. So, yeah. That's really cool. Like, it also like looks cool. Like it just looks it it, written out. I'm like, okay. Like it's just got this, it stands out. Like, yeah. like so when you first reached out, I assumed it was like maybe like a last name or a middle name or something like that. And then you gave me your email address and I'm like, that's not, <laughs> <laughs> that's not what that is. <laughs> yeah, I that's know. Really like, cool. I love that. like, what the heck? Like, are you Greek? I'm like, no, I'm like Italian, Irish, like so not Greek, <laughs> but it's like, I just love the meaning of it, you know? And I, I think it embodies what the brand is too, because you guys know as well, like in photography, in social, in business, like it becomes a part of you, whether you want it to or not. It's invested in your life all the time. We're constantly thinking about it. Um, and for me, it's gotten to the point where I've had to do like some self-work on putting my work away. But then I realized that I'm able to do that because of what I do. So it's it's like a beautiful play off of things. So That's what I love about creative entrepreneurship is it comes from like your soul. Like, it takes a lot of digging to get there, but it makes you a better person because you have to face yourself and grow, but you're also giving into like the world and the universe and like the like humans what you naturally are here to do. And not like other people look at that and they're jealous. Like I had, when I was on a photo shoot and not, I don't want people to be jealous, but people want that. It's in us to want that. And we're doing it. And I'm so grateful for that. Like I was shooting at that fashion shoot the other day and I was talking with the the marketing media manager who was on the shoot with us and um she was like so how long have you been doing photography and I gave her my quick spiel and she was like wait so you've been into photography since you were like four and I was like yeah like I've always been into this and she was like I wish I had that and like some of us just discover it later but some people Mm -hmm. don't do work that speaks from their soul and like we're doing that and like the fact that we can display that on our Instagrams and stand out and give to other people like by serving them with our talents and with our passion is like so beautiful about this world like we're helping each other but we're also helping ourselves and that's just so awesome to me yeah that's literally exactly what I feel like too like when people are even 
when those people, jealous people may, you know, have a reaction or some type of thing, awkward thing happens. Um, you know what I mean? But, um, when that happens, I just try to look at them and I'm like, you can have this too. Like I'm not some crazy guru, but you know, like I'm just being me and I'm really fortunate that it's working right now. (laughs) You know, um, we're all kind of lucky, but it's also a mindset. Like it comes down to that confidence. Like all three of us have that confidence we know that we have it and we're able to harness it and put it into our work which is really the key I think that's like the key to life is confidence it is. <laughs> yeah true it's not fake confidence like true like inner self like radiating out of you confidence like yeah. that is key and like, it, it takes a while to get there it does and there'll be setbacks but that's the beauty of it too like the, the the setbacks and like the pain and like the doubt makes you dig into yourself and face why am I having these issues and how do I fix it and then when you do you're just even better and like that stuff shows in-person conversations it shows in your artwork it shows on your Instagram it shows on your website like people see that we sense that from each other yeah and it's awesome it's like in infectious yeah like when you're with your people you know like especially with these networking events like like I said we're in Philly so like we're just heading into the yellow so things are like really slow so um but I'm like craving going to my networking events like with my people you know like getting fired up like it was just so fun and it's like the energy in the room that you feel is so exciting you know I was gonna say I met Madeline at a networking event yeah oh really Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wait, yeah, that is so met. cool. Yeah. There's just something about it. Like just meeting people, having that opportunity, like it's beautiful and it is. We crave it as people. And like, I don't know, like we're all like very like energy people. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. have that like all three of us have that if someone needs help or can be better, we're gonna be the people that look at them and okay, let me show you how because you can. Like what that's as photographers and as a marketing media agency and helping people and guiding them and coaching them. Like we have that in us. So like our bread and butter, our passion is like, you can do this too. Yeah. We, have to, we have to do it for ourselves first. Like yeah. Yeah. you can't, you can't project outward if you're not, if you're not doing it here either. Like you yeah. got to walk and talk, but that's like that innate like passion of ours. And I love that. That being said, if you're not there yet, feel free to fake it till you make it because that's so like one of the things I know like we talk about is like being intentional. So like if you're not there in your mindset yet, look at the people who are and emulate what they're doing and that'll help you get it'll help you get there and habits are formed through like repeated behavior so if you're repeatedly like I'm gonna get up in the morning I'm gonna brush my teeth I'm gonna shower and then I'm gonna have a great day and you say that to yourself it's 30 days in a row eventually it will just like become true yeah right without thinking you'll get up brush your teeth get in the shower and you're like man it's gonna be a great day today yeah Yeah. no you're so right all right so are y'all ready for a game of this or that all right. I'm going to have a- okay, cool. <laughs> okay. All right. Perfect. So wine or beer? Mm. Uh, wine. Beach or mountains? Beach. Tattoos or piercings? Tattoos. Do you have any tattoos? Yeah, I do actually. That's On my cool. foot, I have... Mr. Moon, it was like a song my grandfather used to sing, actually. Oh. <laughs> it's my first tattoo. That's so cute. I love that. 
Uh, cats or dogs? Dogs. Uh, glasses or contacts? I kind of like glasses. I don't wear them, but I, sometimes I wear like the blue lights, you know, to look yeah. like cute or whatever. <laughs> Where do you get those? I got my, I think it's Sean, my boyfriend actually ordered them from Warby Parker. They were kind of expensive, which was like a bummer, but I think he got like buy one, get one free or whatever. So that's why we did it. Do they work for you? Yeah, they actually, they get migraines really badly, like from looking at his screen all day, because he's like in an office job um, and they really help him. Like, Oh, oh, do that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Introvert or extrovert? Oh, this is really hard. See, I'm an only child, so I'm going to say introvert because, are you really? I can, I feel that. Yeah. Like introvert is almost like really only child. It's like a thing. You have to be alone sometimes. You know (laughs) what? That's actually really funny because Madeline's a twin and she's the most extroverted person I know. Yeah. (laughs) But my twin and my older sister are introverts. Yeah. Yeah. That's really cool though. Yeah. Your twin is like my soul sister. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, we're her Facebook friends now, it's official. Um all right, Backstreet Boys or NSYNC? Backstreet Boys. Brittany or Christina? <laughs> oh, um Christina. Uh early bird or night owl? Early bird, definitely. Camping or glamping? Oh, uh, glamping, yeah. <laughs> Even though I like to fish, like I don't really like that much. Yeah. You're like, I like to fish, but I don't like to sleep on the ground. But I want to shower. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love a good shower. I've also been known to have a lake bath. Um, oh, yeah, done that. <laughs> football or baseball? Uh, football. Salty or sweet? Uh, salty. Uh, llamas or alpacas? Oh, llamas. Do you know the difference? I think so. Don't they have one has like beards? No, oh, I don't even know. I haven't heard that. One is bigger. Llamas are way bigger, and they have like banana shaped ears and alpacas. Oh, ears! I see. Okay. Um, and then one that we don't have on here, but I want to ask you about. Do you know your enneagram type? Wait, sorry, just went out for a second. Oh, sorry. So, do you know your enneagram type? No, I don't. <laughs> okay, you have to take the test and let us know when we record the next episode because I'm. I want to know. Yeah, I have a guess, but I don't want to. I have a guess, too. Should we say it or should we wait? I think we should say it. Go ahead. I think it's a three-wing two. You think it's a three-wing two? I was going to say, I think, an eight. Ooh. Okay, mixed up a lot, too. Yeah. All right, that's a wrap. I hope y'all enjoyed this episode. You can find us on social media at Creative Banter Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. And you can email us at creativebanterpodcast at gmail.com. You can find our website at creativebanter.wix.com slash podcast. Bye. 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 Bye.